Hello everyone and welcome back to another week of the Stomping on Cerebral Palsy radio show. I'm your host, Talia Flores, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys for another week of discussing what's going on within the disability community and what we can do to make a change in the disability community. So with that being said, you guys, I want to get into today's topic because This is something I've experienced before. This is something that I've gone through a lot during my childhood and in my life where I'll be out in public, right? Let's say, for example, I'm in the store, right? And I'm shopping with my caregiver and my mother and we're getting the things we need for me, etc., etc. And people will just see the chair and they stare. And it's like, okay, it's like, Okay, I'm not an alien. I'm not E.T., okay? I wasn't brought on the, on this earth to befriend a little boy named Elliot and his brother and sister. I am a human. And if, you, and if you're so curious about my disability and my spastic dysplasia and my cerebral palsy, just ask. Don't stare or just say, hi how you doing and that's what i learned over the years is that when i because when i was younger i used to get so upset when people stared at me and and would point at my chair and my mom pulled me to the side one day i was eight and she goes ty you just gotta you just gotta wave and say hi to those people who stare at you because either one they're ignorant either two and they just don't know your your situation. They just don't get your situation. So with that being said, throughout my whole entire life, I have faced the obstacle of going out in public and people stare at me as if I'm E.T. And I'm not. I'm just an average human being. And it drives me off the wall because it's like if people saw me past the wheelchair, you know what they would see? They would see a normal, average woman who basically lives her life to the best of her ability. The only thing is, is that you have, the only thing that I have to do is that I use a wheelchair to get around. There's nothing different about me. But it's so crazy because people are so quick to assume the stigmas behind my condition because... They just see a person in a chair, but once they hear me talk and once they hear me communicate with them, they're just shocked like, oh my gosh, she can talk? It's like Drew Barrymore in the scene of E.T. where they discovered E.T. could talk when he said, Elliot, you know, and it just drives me crazy that within our society, I have to deal with this and other people with disabilities have to deal with it too. Because although the ADA was passed 30 years ago, there's still a lot of cracks that we need to fix. Starting with exclusion and acceptance within our society, within our community to say, these people are normal people. They just have different abilities to strive and and grow up and they're going to be the best that they can be. I mean, guys, look look at the world around you and see, accept, learn how to accept diversity. Learn how to communicate with people with with disabilities. Like, just don't stare. Just, if you see someone with a disability, the best thing for you to do as an able-bodied person is just say hi or go up to them and ask them, what is your story? 
but in a polite way, like, don't ask what's wrong with you, what happened to you. Just say, hey, I'm very curious as to what your story is, and we'll be able to tell that story. You know, there's been plenty of situations where people have came up to me. I remember this one particular time in Walmart, this lady who worked in Walmart come came up to me and she's like I'm sorry but what what's wrong with you and I looked at her with a sassy attitude and I said what's wrong with you and it was unfortunate because she probably got the stigma that people in wheelchairs are angry but what she didn't understand was it was the way she approached me about my disability that caused me to react that way it wasn't because she was curious about it. It was because of what she said and how she said it. And that's another thing we have to look at too. When it comes to people with disabilities, we're very sensitive people. We're, we, just because we're in wheelchairs or we use walkers or we're nonverbal, we have feelings too and we react on other people's feelings. We react on emotion. Although it may not seem like that according to the stigmas, they say people with cerebral palsy don't understand certain things or they have trouble communicating when that's not really the case. The case is that people don't take the time out and see what our different abilities are and they just go based on what they see on Google and what doctors tell them. And sometimes, you guys, and sometimes, you know, doctors... They may know a person medically, but they don't know the person who you are deep down inside your heart. They don't know what you feel feel inside of you. They don't they don't they don't know the journey that you're taking. They don't understand it. So when people tell me, "Oh my god, I I read the stigmas of CP and and meeting you, I prejudged you based on the stigmas." Like one time I had a uh, interview with a former caregiver of mine. I'm not going to say her name on the radio. But I had an interview. She comes in and she's looking at me. I'm on my computer. I'm, I'm working on an article when I was in college at the time. So I'm working on an essay for college. The lady comes in. I'm on my bed. She's looking at me. And she, she looks at me in shock. She goes... Wow, when I Google, when I found out that I was going to be working with someone with CP, I thought I was going to get the worst case ever. I thought you weren't going to be able to talk. I thought you weren't going to be able to move. I thought this was just going to be a case where you just stayed in one spot and all you needed was medication. And, you know, that's the problem, too, is that people Google things, people assumed based on what they research when it comes to my condition and other disabilities and you know and a lot of the times when, when they do their research and they come meet me or when they come meet somebody else with a disability they're shocked because when you research cerebral palsy they don't talk about the different abilities that we can do they they only discuss oh the medical terms like oh because this person cannot walk they have the most severe case or if this person cannot talk they're not going to be able to do anything you know when my mother first found out i was diagnosed with cerebral palsy doctors told her she'll never be able to walk she'll never be able to talk don't expect much from her but here i am 25 years later 
using this platform to share my story with the world, whether it's through the books I'm writing, through the articles I publish, through the mighty unwritten thought catalog, and my website, www.tyleaflores.com, or whether it's me broadcasting a radio show on Asheville FM. I mean, nothing is impossible. Nothing is, nothing, nothing can stop you from doing what you love to do is what I'm going to say here. But when it comes to staring and not saying hi, I think when people do that, they're making it more of a fight for me to share my story with the world. And that gives me more of a desire to share my story with the world because I'm just like, you know what, you know, this is the reason why I advocate. This is the reason why I strive to be the best that I can be in my advocacy and in my motivational speaking in my radio show in my articles in my books because I want people to stomp on the stigmas with cerebral palsy I want people to understand that there's that there's more to us than just the object that we use to get around in society I want people to understand that there's more to just there's more to just my label. Yes, I have cerebral palsy, but that doesn't define the things I can and cannot do. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't define the things I cannot do and the things that I want to achieve in my life. You know? So, with that being said, you guys, I just want you to take a second and think about what I'm saying today. So, the next time you see somebody outside and about with a disability... Don't stare at them. I know you're curious, but don't you stare at them. Just say hi. Just say, you know, what is your story? What is your what is what is your passion in life? Get to know them for their hobbies, but just don't assume that they can't achieve anything they set their minds to just because just because they're differently able than everybody else and the disability is obvious like you guys, my disability, when I'm in my power chair that was given to me by Permobile and insurance, they make it they make the wheelchairs look kind of big and bulky and it's obvious that I have a disability. But when I'm in my power chair and I'm being pushed around when I'm in my travel chair that's manual and power and my mom pushes me around and I use the power wheelchair People just assume I got into an accident. And for the simple fact that I'm verbal, one of the misconceptions with cerebral palsy is that if you're nonverbal, it's it's the most severe case. And, and if you're verbal, you don't have it as bad. But my thing is this. Um, I classify as the most severe case of cerebral palsy because I cannot I cannot physically bear weight on my legs and I can't I can't get up and get a bottle of coke if I wanted to on my own somebody will always have to get it for me but that doesn't mean that I'm the most severe case some some people suffer from epilepsy some people need feeding tubes some people need extra the extra help some people they get so they get so they get so many defects from cerebral palsy and so many effects that even if they get sick they can pass away and luckily i haven't had any of those issues 
Luckily, I've been able to live my life to the best of my ability. I mean, the last seizure I had was 2019 on my way to New York on the airplane. And prior to that, I was seizure-free for 12 years. So, yeah, it, Epilepsy decided she wanted to come on the trip because she hadn't seen me in a while. And she, she wanted to come on and, and join the ride. But, you know, it's just those things that make my life with CP more interesting and the more I talk about it and the more I write about it and the more I speak about cerebral palsy on on this amazing radio station Asheville FM the more I'll get inspired to do more and the more I'll become more open to talking about CP because I feel like cerebral palsy is very important and I feel like we all need to spread awareness for it we need to spread awareness for all disabilities and what to do in the situation of what if i'm out and about with my loved one that has a disability and someone state stares at them or someone mistreats them the best thing you could do in that situation i've learned this long time ago you guys the best thing you can do in that situation is educate educate the person that's mistreating the the loved one that you have or the friend that you have with a disability and if they're staring at them educate them too. say hey he or she doesn't like that or have them say hello hi how are you that way it makes them engage in conversation sorry about that i had i had to swallow That way it makes them engage in conversation versus them having to deal with the stares and and, and feeling uncomfortable and then going home and crying about it. You guys, I've been there, but the best advice my mom gave me is just always say hi and engage in conversation if they want to. If they don't want to, then just say hi. But if they want to, then say, then just talk to them not really like build a relationship with them and get to know them for two for two to three seconds like i remember this one particular time i was older at this time i was i think i was 12 13 years old and it was around the time where my mom my dad and me were at the mall and we were shopping for back to school because summertime was ending and we had to head back to school uh, the following week. And I remember being in Burlington Coal Factory. And this man in this suit, he was a man in a suit. And he was like, um, I'm sorry to bother you, ma'am. But he taps my mom on the shoulder. He goes, I'm sorry to bother you, ma'am. But what does she have? And he, my mom goes, Ty, tell him what you have. And I go, I have cerebral palsy and it causes me to be in a wheelchair. And he he looks at me. He goes, she talks? And I'm like, yeah, I talk. You know, so it's one of the things where it's like we need to, as people with disabilities, we need to really just start using our voices to educate people and have them understand that staring is a no-go if if 
If you're curious about someone's disability, just ask. That's the best way to get across to us. Like, we're not going to be mean to you if you ask us in, in, in the proper way. Hey, what do you... What... what what caused you to be in a wheelchair or hey what's your story versus what do you have or what happened to you those are like the no-nos okay those are like the huge no-nos when it comes to people with disabilities because we're automatically going to get offensive to it and we're going to be like well what's wrong with you and why are you asking me what's wrong with me just because you see that I have to use a wheelchair as my legs to get around in society. Ain't nothing wrong with that brain of mine. Although sometimes cerebral palsy is like having an annoying tenant in your br in your brain. And, and, and it won't leave. That's how I describe my cerebral palsy to you guys. You always have to find the positivity in your disability. And you always have to strive to be the best that you can be. In order to achieve anything you set your mind to because at the end of the at the end of the day y'all at the end of the day people will gravitate towards you if you have a positive mindset about your disability and what you want to do in life and how you don't allow your disability to stop you from doing what you want to achieve in life the minute you start throwing the petty party, oh, I hate my disability, oh, it could be so much better if I didn't have a disability, or I'm in so much pain today, I can't get out of bed. See, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I understand that people with disabilities go through obstacles. I've gone through them myself. But over the years, I've learned to adapt to those situations and create funny sayings out of it. Like, if I'm in pain and I'm on a phone call with my group of friends, I'm always like, oh, CP's having a party. I gotta run, guys. Unfortunately, I gotta run. It is what it is. CP's having a party. And all my friends know what it means. They're like, oh, Talia's in pain. But she doesn't want to be a negative Nelly about it. And Oh, 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 or I'll say, oh, CP was having a party last night. He kept me up all night till 3 a.m. You know, it's just one of those things where I learned how to navigate through my disability over the years. And especially when it comes to people that want to know, that want to know my story and I'm out in public, I'll tell them my story, but I'm going to be like, you're going to be sitting with me for like, three hours if I tell you my whole story so I'll just give you the nitty-gritty of my story and the positive things that I have to endure and sometimes the adventures I call ne the negative moments of my life adventures because they are adventures and obstacles are just life lessons that you just gain better knowledge from and better strength from so I just say CP is like living in a book all the time you never know the twists and turns you're gonna get you never know what obstacles you're gonna get into you never know the protagonist you're going to meet especially when you go out into the store but that's what makes life an adventure and that's what makes me proud to say that I have this condition I'm no longer ashamed of my condition you know, when I was younger and people used to stare at me and people used to ask me, what happened to you? Did you get into an accident? Can, can, do you sleep in your chair at home? Do you, um, 
do you do this? Do you do that? And, you know, and, and kids are curious and kids are going to be mean about it and society is going to be mean about it. But it takes a village to raise someone with a disability and it takes someone strong to teach the the person the ropes. Like, I gotta hand it to my mother for teaching me so many things about my disability and not allowing my disability to define me and peeling off the label. You know, she's like, people are gonna stare at you all the time. You know what I'm saying? People are gonna stare. But just say hi and hello and tell them your name and what you like to do and then all their curious questions they ask you and all the the anger you had would go away because now you're communicating. And I just have to say, Mommy, if you're listening to this broadcast, thank you. Thank you for teaching me those life lessons. Thank you for showing me that road and, and, and paving it for me because if it wasn't for you, who knows if I would have if I would have figured that out on my own. I probably would have still been an angry an angry person in a wheelchair. Uh you know, so it takes a village to raise someone with a disability and it's up to us to teach anybody with a disability how to navigate through life, you know, whether it be, you know, it's it's just a lot that I'm thankful for in my life and when it comes to the state, when it comes to the, uh, not saying hello when people stare at you, it's just, that was something me and my mom came up with, because a lot of the times in society, people do have wondering eyes when they see someone in a wheelchair, and you know, I take that technique with me everywhere, even when I was going to school, on the first day of school, I was always the girl in the wheelchair in the class and people would stare, the students would stare at me. I remember this one in particular time where it was so awkward in high school. This is in high school. My algebra one teacher had no idea that I was going to be in a wheelchair. No idea. So she comes to the door. She's like, are, are you my new student? I go, yes, miss such and such. She goes, Oh my god, they did not tell me you were, um, 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 a handicap. And I'm just like, okay, I have cerebral palsy, I use a laptop. Like, yes, I, 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 I understand that, I understand that. And she was so nervous, you guys. She was so nervous. And, and she was like, but, but, but but you can do, you can, you can do algebra, you, you can do algebra on your computer, you can, you can learn how to use this platform, they, the school gave you that, like, oh my god, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and and I'm a freshman, so at this time in my life, during my freshman year, I still had difficulty accepting my disability and the body that I was in, and, and, I w- she was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I'm like, yes, I'm in a wheelchair. Can we get past this? Like, can we get can we get past this now? Because this is driving me nuts. She's like, I'm so sorry. I just never had someone in my class that was, that was handicapped. And I'm really nervous. And I said, no worries. No worries. I totally get that. I'm nervous too. 
And like, she, I think she was still nervous throughout the year, but as she got to know me as her student, her nervous system subsided, and she was just like, oh, that's just Tylea, and I used to get in trouble in her class for talking to my friend Amelia about the latest, the latest episode of Caso Cerrado. Uh, that's a Spanish show on Telemundo. I absolutely love that show. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've faced many of those experiences, even within schools, within teachers, where the teachers would be sh so shocked that I had, that I have a disability and I'm in mainstream classes, so... Yeah, another time I would say, and this is a time where it's going to get me a little bit emotional because me and this teacher are extremely close. I mean, all my teachers from middle school and I are very close, but me and uh, this one teacher, her name is Ms. Van Horn, uh, she was actually a character in my first book. We keep in contact. She, She's like my number one stomper. Her name is Ms. Van Horn. And I remember being in the sixth grade, I come into her class, and, um, oh, I didn't like her in the very beginning, let's just say. She put me in the back of the class, and my parents were like, no, she needs to be in the front because she needs to learn. My parents were parents that took my schooling very seriously, and I took my, my schooling very seriously. But Ms. Van Horn, I remember Ms. Van Horn was so frantic she was like oh my god oh my god what do, what do I do what do I do with her I mean she's the only girl in my class this year and she has a dis she has a disability that I've never I've never seen before I've n never heard of like I've worked with children that have severe cases of CP but I've never worked with a child like her so anyway Throughout the school years, 6th grade, 7th grade, me and Ms. Van Horn, we developed a bond. We're really close. Like, she's been there for all my milestones, believe it or not. And when I was failing my science course, I never forget because I had a teacher that, I'm not going to say that teacher's name on this broadcast neither, but I had a teacher that, just judged me based on my disability and judged me based on my appearance and like she didn't know what to do with me she was failing me because she didn't have the patience to get to know the real tie she just saw the tie based on ties IEP and um and um Miss Van Horn in the IEP meeting for those of you who don't know what that is basically an IEP is an individual education plan and it's also known as the 504 plan and you know every year we have an annual meeting to discuss my learning plan and what we can do to upgrade it and how we can make it better for me and my learning needs and that followed me all the way throughout my 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 senior year of high school so I always had IEP meetings special accommodations ESE classes which stands for exceptional student education which is the Florida form of special ed but I was in mainstream classes as well so I had a little bit of on and off classes like some classes I would be in mainstream some classes I would be in ESE and the science teacher was one of the mainstream classes 
right? She was one of the mainstream classes because in middle school, I was extremely gifted in science. I wanted to be a scientist, a scientist that studied to cure cerebral palsy and do research on it. And I wanted to be a politician because I was really into politics at the time. So I got placed in this uh, regular class, but this teacher, she just didn't know how to deal with me. And the problem is she would stare at me. She would judge me for my disability. And she didn't take the time out to get to know me and my disability. So that, that was the problem. So every day before I would go to her class and I would get so like every day I would dread going to her class last period. And then one day, one day I wanted to do a science project on Coca-Cola. And she denied, she denied my science project and she was really nasty with me. And she was like, this is an easy project. You're smarter than this. You should think of a better project. Is it because you're, you're, you're different from everybody else? You think I'm gonna let you slide with this first grade project? Y'all, I got so mad. I got so, I, I never forget this. I got so mad and so upset that I just wheeled out of the classroom, cried hysterically, and luckily, Ms. Vanhorn happened to be passing by the hallway. And she was like, whoa, what the heck happened here to my sweet girl? You know, Ms. Vanhorn, uh, yeah, you know, me and her are really close. So she was like, what the heck happened here? I'm like, Miss such and such denied my project. And she said this and this and this. And Miss Van Horn looked at me. She's like, I'm going to have to have a talk with her in your IEP meeting next week. So me and Miss Van Horn, we talked and we came up with a solution. And Miss Van Horn's like, okay, well, I got a game plan. I got a game plan for this because this was already two semesters in of this teacher just like not taking the chance to get to know me. And I think every, like all my teachers in middle school loved me, but I think I was Miss Van Horn's favorite kid of all time. Her, yeah, I think I was her favorite. So the IEP meeting comes along. So the IEP meeting comes along and the teacher goes, no, I want Tylea in my class for another semester. And feisty little Miss Van Horn goes, she's not going to your classroom for another semester. Um, I think she's had enough of your frustration. You're frustrating the poor child. Like she squeezes her stress while every time she has to leave for her for your class, you're stressing out the poor the poor child. And she was like, I think it's best if we take Tylea out and I'll be her science teacher for the rest of the year. And sure enough, Miss Van Horn did it. She sure did. And I was able to get academic excellence in science class. But the moral of the story is, and shout out to Ms. Van Horn as well if you're listening to this broadcast. The moral of the story is, is that only if you took a second to not judge somebody based on their disability and see what they could do, instead of staring and and wondering what is wrong with them, try to figure out what is right with them and try to find their um find their different abilities because 
we do have different abilities and we do strive to be the best that we can be. And Ms. Van Horn, she's an example of that in society to where when others would stare and and talk negatively about someone's disability, she's there to say, nah, that's going to be a superstar. And most of the time she's right because most of her students former students are superstars and you know we need more people like her in society and and in schools to teach about exclusion and talk about exclusion and be the ones that are leading people on to say don't judge someone by its cover don't judge someone by their diagnosis judge someone by what they can do judge someone by their story beside what you see on paper or what you see based on their appearance. So with that being said, my message for today's broadcast is don't stare, just say hi and get to know the person individually based on their needs and their wants and what they desire to do because let's all be honest, people with disabilities do have dreams and goals. We just have to push them to find those dreams and goals and say, you know what, uh, if, if they're going through this and if they want to achieve this, they can. Don't ever discourage someone with a disability to go after their dreams just because of their appearance, their style, because you never know who could impact your life. So next time you're out and about and you see a person with a disability, just say hi. Don't stare, don't laugh, don't whisper, don't assume, just say hi, and maybe you'll get inspired by what what comes about. And with that being said, you guys, this is Talia Flores on the Stomping on Cerebral Palsy radio show, and for those of you who want to follow me on social media, you can do that at Stomping on Cerebral Palsy with T-Y-L-I-A, that is stomping on with cerebral palsy with Tylea. So with that being said, you guys, have a great week. And for those of you who want to follow me on Instagram, that is stomping on CP with Tylea, T-Y-L-I-A. And for those of you who want to follow my website, it is www.tyleaflores.com. Until next time, folks.